0: Welcome to Station Adjacent, the podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, and joined, as always, by my friend and yours, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu,
1: how are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Justin. How are things in the frozen wastelands of Canada?
0: Uh, pretty cool this morning. It was pretty cool out there. Even the owls were making uh,
1: forlorn cold hoots. <laughs> Well, we've had a bit of cold here. I was, I was in minus figures myself. Oh. Um, and out playing golf, obviously, because that's a sensible thing to do when it gets really cold. Um, mm. But hopefully that's it now. I saw you with
0: a wool hat on on Instagram the other day.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Well, I, I'd spent the whole day at home and um, I don't know. I, I've got a heating system, so the obvious thing to do is not put it on. I don't know. I, I was just... I was working and it never occurred to me that it was getting colder and colder and colder. And um, uh, eventually I just sort of kept putting clothes on until I found myself wearing a hat. I thought, mm. oh, this is a little bit silly, but all is now well. It will warm up again soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, when you, when you have as little hair as I do, hats are a normal thing, but I don't think I've ever seen you in one before, so it was shocking to say the
1: least. Uh, yes, go- golfing, golfing and walking, that's when you'll find me in a hat. What do you got for follow-ups, Stu? I, oh yes, well I, I I know the listener will be desperate to know. The oven, the oven returned. Uh, I, in true cypriot fashion, it was. It'll be there on Thursday, so on Wednesday he turned up. You know the usual stuff, but he he put it in. We switched it on. Nothing mm. happened, and I mean that in a very good way. Mm. It sort of just heated up like an oven might. We oh. expect it to.
0: Which is what you need when it's minus degrees outside. Just warm up the house with the oven.
1: Well, yes, indeed. Um, we we tried cooking something in it, and that's worked. Uh, apparently, the problem was the fan. The fan was as the fan heated, if if you see what I mean, mm-hmm. um, or the oven heated the fan. Perhaps that's a better way of putting it. Something expanded, shorting uh, the electricity against the uh the oven casing which then shorted the house there you go that's what was happening apparently oh lovely
0: that sounds wonderful Uh, the big question is though does this get mrs l's seal of approval
1: uh well so far i mean we're still we're still trying incantations every time we put it on um and if we are using the oven for something i do have a plan b Mm. so so mrs l says oh i'm gonna cook so-and-so and i think ah That involves the oven. I'll just have a look, see what we've got in the house, just in case the oven goes pop and there'll be lots of drama. And I want to be able to say, it's okay, I will make blah, 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 and ride to the rescue. But so far, I haven't been required. So all is well. Well, this is good. I'm just thinking about my
0: wife and her arguments of why she needed a brand new stove when we moved in here.
1: No arguing with that one. (laughs) Well,
0: the temperature wasn't right.
1: Ah, yes. Ah, yes. I, I want 200 degrees like this, not 200 degrees like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Uh, it cost so. me a
0: whole new kitchen, but anyway, we'll go there.
1: Well, there you go. Splendid. What do you got as a tool of the week this week, Stu? Oh, the tool of the week for me was, well, the, the plan your year slash day themes. So um, the work that I've been doing around changing up my to-do lists and how I approach things. I... I've always had uh, a someday one day list, or a, what do they call it? S- someday maybe Some, list. Someday it? maybe, yes. In good old GTD parlance. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is, uh, it's kind of sort of out of sight, out of mind list for me. It just, something goes on there. It's never coming back. But uh, because I'm doing it on the analog card now, and the analog card, I sort of see it every day, I actually took something off it and sort of started the ball rolling. And clearly the ball was rolling downhill uh, because I sort of got run over by it, and I uh, got the project well almost finished. So from a oh I definitely need to have a look at this uh, to done. Wow! Uh, in, in in about a day. So um, my my lime website, my consultancy company is called lime training and consulting um, or lime for those internet netty people um i've just put up a new website uh, it's very simple very basic there's not much to it uh, and i'm going to add a little bit more but um really good it's you know it proof that these systems can work if you find one that fits for you are you still blogging over there regularly I haven't been blogging online for a long time. I did a series, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of turned my attention away from it, partially because of the, the pandemic um, and partially because, I, you know, I just had other things on. But uh, I, there's been a load of sort of, we've talked about it before, sort of navel-gazing and soul-searching about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Uh, and and this is part of the output of that. Cool. Uh, so there will be stuff appearing there soon. Mm. What about you JT, what's been your tool of the week? Well, uh, I
0: it's one of those forgotten tools that you just have, you set up and you don't think about too often. Uh text expander
1: for Mac.
0: Do you use that at all?
1: I do, not as much as I should actually. You've your note reminded me to <laughs> um you know spend a little bit of time each week just sort of upping my usage.
0: Yeah, I was Realizing the other day, I was uh, publishing this podcast actually. And as I have some regular fields that I have to fill in, into the website, I was using some snippets and I realized just how much I rely on those. I don't even think about them. They're things that, you know, links and keywords and all kinds of weird little things that I've set up once. And I've never thought about, and I do this a lot at work too. Um, I have one of those blended computers that I use for work. So a lot of my personal, a lot of my work stuff kind of gets blended and tagged or categorized as one thing or the other. And I've realized that there was a lot of things that I do in my, in my jobby job work that are also pre-programmed snippets, you know, regular questions that one has to answer to, uh, contact numbers for different things that I have to share regularly to varied people. I've programmed them in once, very simply, with a, a, a simple keystroke, and pop, away you go. It just replaces whatever few letters you put in there with uh, an entire formatted block of text Mm -hmm. it's a subscription service if you are listening to anything on relay fm one can probably find a discount code for it but it is a service that i use a lot i pay you know i just think about it once a year when i see the bill go through but i really thought about it when you know it is such a good a good program and it does so much and you don't even think about how much time it
1: saves you for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's um uh it's slightly odd on iOS. Do you have it on iOS? It's um it's a keyboard. No, I don't do anything on iOS. Yeah, it's a keyboard. You you have to have your text expander keyboard enabled and then use that. Mm. It's a bit weird.
0: Do you think it'll help me get Wordle of the Day?
1: <laughs> well, it, it might do. <laughs> i have I, looked at wordle i think for about five minutes when i was um i was waiting for margaret and i'd i'd just heard people talking about you know this new thing this new thing and i had a look at it and i had a look at the word and i went no 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 don't think we're gonna bother with that thanks very much um and i've avoided it ever since I, I, have you have you succumbed are you an addict
0: i have succumbed mm-hmm. um mrs t was looking for a game to play, something to do when she's sitting getting chemotherapy a while back. And, you know, I'd seen a, a few of these weird blocky tweets on Twitter. And so I said, oh, why don't you try this? And she said, I don't know anything about it. So I said, okay, well, I'll try it as well. And Mrs. T has a very competitive streak. Oh. And I know this because every morning she gets up and sends me how she did on the word of the day, which is usually better than me. So Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, and she, she enjoys rubbing it in that she
1: did better than I do. So keep that up.
0: If I don't hear from her, I know she didn't have a good day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, indeed.
0: But yes, it's be, it's become a family thing, this competitive streak, you know. Um, so yes, I do play it. I got in three today.
1: Excellent work, I think, maybe.
0: Well, it told me it
1: did excellent.
0: So it's it's addictive. It's great in the fact that you are limited to one go per day. So it's not like a game that you can just kind of play over and over again until you get bored of. You just play it once five minutes a day and it's done until the next day. So I can see the attraction to it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly seems to be doing well judging by my sort of Twitter timeline.
0: Yeah. I've got some mad respect for the guy that, um, did this too uh, because apparently he's not monetized this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not made an app for it. You play it on his website. It's not got his own website. It's his other website that you play the game off. Just really classy way to do it, you know. Most people, when things blow up and go viral, um, everybody's cashing in. This guy's just doing it for for the love of the game. Um, it's a game. I understand he. Uh, organized and set up for his partner to play, him and his partner during um, lockdown.
1: So I'm just really impressed with it. Cool. Yeah, very good. Nice warming story.
0: Boy, there was a tangent, wasn't it? Text expander to... Certainly was. How to be efficient and then how to play a game and be completely inefficient.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's bring it back. What's your pen and ink of the week, Justin? So
0: I needed... I had a a project for the jobby job the other day that I needed a different color ink. And I realized that all of my inks that I've got are sort of in the blue, 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 black sort of, um, uh, Th- Those are the ones I've got mm-hmm. uh, linked up at the moment. And I wanted something that, well, wasn't stupidly wide that I could write on printed paper. And so I inked up a Faber-Castell loom. With Robert Oster's Australian Opal Mauve, mm. which is uh, a lovely purpley color, uh, not as much of a contrast as I had sort of expected. But you know, I felt like doing something a little different. Uh, the loom is an inexpensive little clip pen, so you just pop it on, pop it off. The the top on it, uh, steel nib, it's not bad. It's a it's a European. Extra fine that actually writes like an extra fine. Cool, not like a Pelican or a Mont Blanc or anything like that. This actually is nice and fine. So it's it's a work pen. I can't say it excites me a whole heck of a lot, but you know it's nice to try something different. And I had it in the
1: case. Yeah, it's amazing. You've uh, you've sort of come to purple because you you needed a bit of a contrast. I I, I'm finding myself drowning in purples just purely by accident.
0: Hmm. So what, what are you writing with? You've got purple going as well, do you?
1: Yeah, well, I've got my, um, my little Kaweko Brassport as uh, rumbling along with uh, Koeko uh, Summer Purple in it. And I pulled out my, um, sort of not really thinking, I pulled out my Sailor, Sailor Pro Gear, and inked it up with, uh, this is going to be difficult for me to say, Murusaki Shikibu. Oh, good job. By Hiroshizuku, um, which to those who aren't following in in japanese is uh pilot purple basically uh it's very very nice ink lovely pen great combo every time i use a sailor um i like it more and more Mm. it's so easy to write with lovely
0: i you you like the slims too which surprises me a little
1: uh i'm not sure i like the slims i've got what have i got i've got a 1911 and I've got um, the Pro Gear. I think it was the Pro Gear Slim, yeah. Um, I haven't got a Pro Gear, well, I don't know, Stout? Is that what they call it? <laughs> I've never tried one. Uh, the regular. Though I've not tried a regular. Okay.
0: Yes, they're they're nice as well. I just, I find the Slims sometimes are a little tough on my hand if I write for too long. But
1: Yeah, I would imagine this would be on mine too.
0: Mm. They're a bit like a uh, Pelican. Uh, also very slim, the 20, 205s, things like that, 405s, mm-hmm. like yeah.
1: very slim. Is the regular any uh, any longer, or is it the same sort of...
0: It It is a little bit longer. I'm just trying to think. I will have to do some research and let you know.
1: Oh, sure. No, no, I, I could do my research as well. I just th- I just thought you might know, oh, oh boy.
0: One of those I've never actually compared the length. I'm thinking about it, because they're actually... Not a bad length, but the slims I tend to post. Hmm. Um, and the other ones, I, I think I usually post them. It's, it's one of those things that unless you're right with it for any length of time, you don't actually think of what you do on that pen. So sure. Uh, I was like, ah, okay. Is that a pilot I'm thinking of? So I think it's very slightly longer, but not a whole lot longer if I'm recalling, but mm-hmm. I would have to report back.
1: All no, right. Well, I shall have a look. Maybe I should, I mean, we've identified clearly a, a weakness in my pen collection, which I'll have to to address uh, in the only way I know how. Mm.
0: That's throw some money at it, right? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Stu, I wanted to go through our setup as we are into the new year here. I've changed a couple of things, particularly in the analog side, and kind of wanted to do a quick run through and see what you were doing, both analog and digital and get an idea of uh, how things are working out for you so far and what you see yourself changing. Because if you're like me, you change frequently.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, what have I changed this year? I mean, I suppose for me, sort of leaning more into contextual uh, work or contextual existence. Can you hear a cuckoo? I could. I was wondering what that was. Uh, That's... um, that's my English mobile phone. Oh, lovely! Which is uh, which is a Punkt, which probably does have a silent uh, mode, but I've no idea how to put it on. Mm-hmm. I get one one phone call every six months, so consider yourself very privileged. Yeah, so I've been leaning into sort of a, a contextual existence where I'm just more mindful about what I do, where. So I'm talking to you from uh, what I call my shelf, mm-hmm. um, where the Mac Mini is set up. Um, I've got a Nano Leaf that's that's um, well, it's sort of flashing according to my words. It's very nice, lots of blues and greens. And this is where I do uh, corporate work and recording. Is this machine? That's what this machine does. Um, behind me, I have a desk, uh, a sit stand, which I use for predominantly for my analog work, but also if I'm doing my writing, then uh, I have a MacBook Air that I will use at that, machine, at that machine, at that desk, either standing or sitting. And my iPad Pro is kind of just now an ancillary machine that, that acts as an extra screen somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a change for me. I've always had a setup where my desktop has been my sort of home Mac. That's been the hub of everything. Um, and my other machines have sort of emulated it in some way. Um, and I've had all my email accounts on all my machines and I'm, I'm trying to get away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so far that's worked okay. I've got to say, I'm very much enjoying that my desk, certainly when you look at my desk, it looks like an analog desk. I mean, there's not very much on it at all. It looks like a minimalist desk, but, um, for me, it just looks very clean, very clear, and I can sit there with my journal um, or any of the notebooks that I use and uh, feel very relaxed about writing. I'm not sort of squeezing myself in between a computer and a set of headphones. or it, it, It's spacious. I'm really enjoying that. And then in the show notes, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I've gone off on a rant. I've no idea why I went off on this rant, but clearly it was important to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Where... Um, I've, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the sort of dichotomy or alleged dichotomy between the analogue and the digital. Um, and, you know, all the stuff that you and I, I think, probably buy into to a great extent, you know, that phones are dangerous things. And, I, I you know, I guess at times we can lean into our grumpy old men <laughs> I'm sort of position to go, look, you know, don't look at your phone, look at me type thing
0: oh you've 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 met my daughter have you
1: <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is I, i've sort of come to the realization it's nothing to do with the digital it's i actually start my day now with my with my kindle and you know that's digital <gasps> but you know, it, it's to me it's a wondrous thing i mean pretty much any any word ever written now exists at my fingertips at this tiny sort of well dog chewed device <laughs> um that i have to charge once a week and it i mean it's brilliant i got up this morning and i read about about zen for half an hour i mean that's a way to start a day i'll tell you what's i think causing the trouble are the are the fruit machines mm-hmm. um the, the facebook's the twitter the instagrams or even emails where these things that are sort of very carefully and cleverly designed by really really smart people to, to engage our, our desire for dopamine. And uh, what do they call it? Um, variable reward, you know, for the, the, the school of persuasion that came out at MIT. That's the stuff that you've got to be careful of. I don't think there's anything nasty or wrong about the digital, but certain types of uh, digital are designed to sort of engage and capture your, your time almost against your own will that's the stuff to be careful about (laughs) there you go that was my rant
0: i'll say i'm I'm gonna challenge your rant to go one step even further than that go on then because yeah well you've you've got it in your show notes even email it's not just the twitter bot and the Mm. the facebook's and instagrams and all those it is the habit that comes with checking that part of the reason that i don't have email on my phone which drives me nuts at some point because there are actually good uses for it, mm. believe it or not. But I found I, I found myself sitting one night. Um, I was watching TV with my wife. We picked a show that we we're actually going to watch, not just mindlessly engaged in it. We we sit down together and we usually watch an episode of something in the evening, you know, maybe a movie on a weekend night not not a huge amount of tv it's not like we're just you know forever going to the netflix which is basically the content version the tv content version of facebook there's always something new that's popping up and i can never find my list of previously watched or continue watching but i was sitting there and i realized that i was compulsively i hate to say the word compulsively but I was checking and looking to see what was on my email. Mm. And I thought, you know, that's that's really bad. Here I have chosen to spend some quality time with my better half and I'm distracted enough that I'm not paying attention to what we're doing together this activity that we agreed on and I'm just checking email. And I thought, you know, that's that's a really bad habit. And so with that I've been able to get away from that. I don't have much on my phone. And I tell you, it's a wonderful thing when you don't always have a phone in your hand. It is really liberating. So I think you're right that it is the fruit machines that the content coming in, the I might be missing something, that primal urge that we all have that can be filled in any sort of way, whether that's a news app or uh, a website aggregator, a, an email—you know—be very careful about what's on the phone. And one of the best tools, and I used to use it for my daughter, believe it or not, was uh, Screen Time. Mm-hmm. And I actually turned that on for myself. Not sure if you've done anything like that, Stu.
1: I think it's on by default, but I very rarely look at it. I have to say. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I did that and uh, looked at where my time was going and boy, is that a liberating experience that will Mm. get you off your phone in a hurry. Uh, So wherever you could do that, I track my time on my computers and have that all linked together. It's a strong thing to look at. I have a daily reminder that comes up to say, look at my timing because I want to know where my time goes and it's sometimes shocking and sometimes a little depressing even when you think you're been focused, sometimes how
1: unfocused you can be. Yep, for sure. And no, I'd agree with that. So where was I before I went off on that rant? Uh yeah, okay. So that's my my IT side of things, if you like. In terms of notebooks, which is always a huge decision for me, uh I'm I'm trying to work off sort of two main books uh at the moment. So uh I have a journal, which I keep uh I sort of Gratitude journal, so I just do a sentence, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing dramatic, and I'm tracking three habits, uh, which I do at the bottom of the page. Very high tech. Oh, and and between the two, I write a journal, and I'm trying to keep that sort of sort of touchy feely, um, not a, a log of what's going on or anything, but just how I feel about things as as and when they happen. Mm-hmm. And that's in a Stology 365 or 366, I think it's called. Is that an A5? Uh, yes, it is. And Stalogy is sort of, it's one of the most underrated Japanese brands. The paper is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very unassuming book, but the, the paper is pretty much to I mean, it's close enough, I would say. And I carry that in my um, field journal cover from Lockby which is a wonderful um, notebook cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that sort of actually makes makes the trip. That goes up from the office into the house. Um, and I will write it in the morning.
0: I was going to ask about that because I feel journal cover, I have one, and it's just sitting in a drawer because I don't go anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah for sure i mean uh mine quite often sits in a drawer i have to say but now that i'm i'm taking this this notebook up with me so i i tend to write my gratitude at about uh 515 in the morning <laughs> so, so when i get up mm. um i get in and write that uh as a I, I along with doing some reading and so having it in a cover helps because i also take up in that cover i take my um analog cards for my task manager. So my, you know, my tomorrow card I will take up with me, um, just just as I'm beginning subconsciously to plan the day, I think. Sometimes I don't look at it, sometimes I do. Uh, and the other thing I'm using as a sort of daily driver, which is a uh, scratch pad, uh, a log, um, notes as and when I'm going along, worky type projects, anything that I need it for, um, which I go through one of those... Um, every two or three months. Mm-hmm. That's, uh current is a Lamy hardcover, um, which is a sort of fairly new to me notebook. But these are really good, really nice paper, really odd ruling in the, inside. Um, it's a sort of mix between lined and graph. It's weird, but it really, really good. I, I, I was very surprised by how good the paper was. Mm. Do
0: you have a format like a bullet journal that you use for that, or is that just
1: sort of longhand notes? Uh, it's sort of an evolved bullet journal. Evolved. Yeah, it, the bits of bullet journal that have stuck with me, I use. The bits that haven't, I don't. Um, so, I use the the notations, <laughs> you know, actual bullets and dashes. Um, I use little. Um, I I can use threading if I need to. You know, in the index, I try and use the index. If I've, you know, gone off on eight pages for the Lime website, then I'll note that so that I can find it again. Mm-hmm. But I don't, um, and sometimes I, I day plan in there. So sometimes I will, if I've got a problem, if I've got a, a sort of, oh, where am I going to do this? How am I going to fit that in? I will sometimes actually sketch out the hours and go, you know, from seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Okay, here I'm doing that. There I'm doing, it. oh, I better walk the dogs. Oh, oh. oh. Oh, look, there's a hole. I'll do it there. Mm. But not every day, only sometimes. Interesting.
0: Interesting. How does your usage of that change now that you are a lot more into Obsidian?
1: I will never use... I don't think I will ever use Obsidian as a a primary capture because I... if it's not a pocket notebook, then it's an A5 notebook. It, it, mm-hmm. It's connected to the pen for me. I'd, I'm not sure I'll ever get rid of that. And Obsidian, the only stuff that goes into Obsidian will be on a Friday when I do a sort of filtering system when I'll go back through these notes and say, oh, actually, that's worth keeping. I'm going to put that into Obsidian, whereas the rest will just stay in the book and be lost to the annals of time.
0: <sighs> cool. Cool. Okay. So I was going to ask what your review process was. So you do that Mm -hmm. on your thinking day on a Friday.
1: That's it. Yep. Very cool. Well, that's the plan anyway. Um, What about you? Let's, let's, let's get a little bit of you. What are you up to?
0: Well, I think my, my big changes for this year, like you, I have contextual computing, so I have a couple of different computers. Um, And, you know, uh, probably like you, I have a different monitor mouse trackpad, So Changing from one to the other is not something you do quickly and easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, I keep my work computer a little more segregated. And I even did something recently this year of deleting some of the Slack channels that I was on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from that machine. They're on other machines, so I can still access them. But uh, I've just pared it down to key essential work on, on that. I'm even debating... Deleting my personal email off there. Sure. The concern I have with that is because the aforementioned, a lot of things, text expander, for example, uh, been linked to a personal account as well as been used for business. Mm-hmm. If for some reason I need to log into it, that could be problematic if I don't have access to my email on on a computer. Sure. So I could see reasons why that's probably a problem uh so far i'm still keeping the two i can't actually wait for apple's part where they can you can use the same keyboard and mouse on two different computers Mm -hmm. um that's gonna make my life so much easier because i have a well i've got two laptops popped up beside me i've got my big monitor and if i could go back and forth without having to reach over and grab a different mouse that would be much much nicer Mm -hmm. Uh, that that i've been with that basic system um since i moved into this house so it's it's been it's been a
1: while you can do that now um but you have to buy a specific kit so you have to buy a logitech mouse and you'd have to buy a logitech keyboard but you can have a keyboard that will switch uh, and a mouse that will switch
0: yeah um logitech (laughs) (laughs) nothing against it uh i think logitech and i go back to Remember those silly little dongle things you used to have when they gave you a work windows computer? Mm-hmm. Um and you had to plug it in and if you lost that, the whole setup was useless. <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah. I They still still come with one of those. Um, I'm not surprised, but no, I, I can't see me ever using
1: <laughs> You don't you don't have to use them <laughs> in their defense.
0: Well, yeah. Uh Logitech I just don't have really, really good um Thoughts of and feelings towards, I never made it into clicky keyboards. I'm one of the few. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy with, with the Apple little chiclet keyboards that they supply. Mm-hmm. And of course I like some of the advanced functionality. And again, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because it's a different app, uh, but I have a whole bunch of Apple mouse commands mm-hmm. and hotkeys switch to all kinds of different things like window sizing and, um, what do I use better touch tool? I think I use for that. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of different apps that, um, I can swipe a mouse and hold down the option key and all of a sudden things get windowed. So, you know, in, in, in my profession, if I'm looking at a couple of Excel sheets, I can switch them back and forth between, you know, left side, right side, full screen, partial screen. Sure. Just really, really handy things that I think I'd have a real hard time using anything other than an Apple device that is touch sensitive but not click sensitive. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're. That's it. You're becoming one with the machine. You're. You're melding. Can be a cyborg. Yeah, well, uh,
0: until they come out with their expensive glasses, and I say I can't. I can't read anything that close to my face without other glasses. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes, so that's, that's kind of my computer. Um, the big change for me this year, I guess it started at the end of last year, is the way I'm doing my daily work layout. So I've got my analog cards. They tend to be on the key things that I want to focus on during the day. Mm-hmm. But what I've started doing is, is really deeply time block planning. And I'm using the bullet journal version two, which was the sort of work jobby job notebook that I've been using for a little while, I think, since I moved into the house. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've I've kind of changed how I was doing bullet journals before, you know, you do your monthly plan and then you do a daily plan. What I'm doing now is a weekly, a two page once a week that I divide into six columns. Uh the first column is tasks and then I have Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. And that is sort of a plan of how I where I want to spend the time, what appointments I've got coming up, what Zoom calls, because sure. uh, you know, those have to go on there. Those are things that will be planned in a week. If there's a particular reason I have to do something for a particular deadline on a day, that'll go under that day. Then for each day, I do a two-page spread, and this is largely inspired by Cal Newport's Time Block Planner. Which is a big book that he puts out. I just don't like the format of it in terms of how using it would work with fountain pens and all the rest of that. But he's got some good ideas in there, and I'll give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, On the left-hand side of the page, I put the date. I draw a line down the middle of that. On one side of that is the tasks that I need to do. Mm -hmm. They're largely things that have been brought forward from the previous day migrating through bullet journal and also things that i've scheduled in the day based on my plan for the week on the left hand so, or on the right hand side of the column i have uh, a thing called notes and that's where i write down whatever i need to capture for that day on the right hand page i use that for time blocking so i write down seven till five, you know, every hour, skipping a couple so that I can have some space to write. And then what I'll do is before I start my day, I'll actually sit down and time block exactly where I expect the big blocks of time to take. And then what that allows me to do is come in and do things like I I can put in a time block for checking email, for example. I can put in a miscellaneous time block, but what I find, and I'm sure you do this too, is if you time block and that first phone call throws you for a loop and all of a sudden, you know, something important's come up. You need to deal with it. You lose the track. So right next to the first column where I've time blocked my day, let's say 10 o'clock, something happened and I lost half an hour. I've had a couple of emergency trips to the hospital over the last couple of weeks. You know, my wife will say, I've got to go in because of this and that, and, you know, chemo's a, have, she's having a rough go of chemo at the moment. And what I'll do is once I come back, I'll sit down and I'll replan the rest of my day. So I can see in the mornings where I, where I do a very good job. And if I'm uninterrupted, what I'll, what I will do. But in a non-destructive way right next to it i'll have my modified time block with what actually happened and then by the end of the day i'll be able to see what really went well what didn't and that's a great learning experience
1: for sure yeah i mean it's most of the systems that i'm currently employing i noticed this the other day work really really well until they don't by which i mean until something. Um, you know knocks knocks them out so when was it it was just the other day I mean I think it it was yesterday for one reason or another my morning started running away from me and I came that yeah I I came to the office and flew straight into uh, the website redesign because there was something that was annoying me I've I've, essentially I've moved from ghost to another provider Mm -hmm. Uh, and that involves you know repopulating dns's and all this nonsense but now nowadays the the instructions you get are pretty good but it's one of those things on the internet that that's just weirdly sort of 18th century which is that you you do it and you and then it goes right well in a day or maybe two everything will be fine <laughs> what I mean, it's 2022 for heaven's sake but anyway that's because it's not on the blockchain to do <laughs> exactly it's not web 3.0 um so I, I i flew into that task and was you know doing loads of stuff and being extremely productive but i hadn't taken that half well 10 minutes maybe mm-hmm. of, of sitting down and going okay right so here's my day this is what i'm doing that's what i'm doing and just once not doing that and it was chaos it was like a rock uh a a reminder came up oh i'm supposed to be on a zoom call oh, do, oh ah. and it took me until about i don't know 3 4 o'clock to actually get hold of my day again mm-hmm. and i think what you're doing there helps you see that much faster and hopefully then um, understand much better uh, how to how to head it off i mean you know some things as you say you just can't control you just got to roll with them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but i think resilience sort of bounce back ability is really important say okay so i lost the morning what am i going to do in the afternoon whereas i i think younger me would have gone oh well, that's it my day shot mm-hmm. i've thrown up my hands and, and and had a tantrum and not achieved anything
0: yeah gone for a beer with lunch and away you go <laughs> exactly yes you know me so well <laughs> oh uh, you too huh i was just thinking oh, out loud yes. <laughs> No. Uh, one of the things that I, there's a couple of things that I find that is really good. One, it helps me focus the rest of the day Two, it helps me look at my day and see where my assumptions were incorrect. So if I had figured it would take me two hours to do a project and it took me four, sure. a lot of my stuff is repeating. So I can think about that for next time. Oh, you know, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And the final thing that I find is if you ever have one of those days where you come out of it and you, you've been through the ringer, but you don't feel like you've accomplished much, looking back on the actual time that you spent can help you come out of a, a wasted day. I wanted to do this and I didn't get to it, mm-hmm. but you can see why you didn't get to it. Sure, And that is amazing. Uh, it's quite liberating for me. And helps me look at things and be perhaps a little bit more forgiving with, you know, why I didn't get done what I wanted to do. Oh, here's why this happened. This is, this took the priority. This is what I had scheduled and I just didn't get to it. I, and that's a, a really good thing for your mental well being is just looking at it and going, I got where my day went.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's very important. And, what I learned, I used to do something very similar. And what I learned from it was sort of taking the analysis one step further, which would be, okay, so I've done, you know, all these things, but not the thing that I wanted to do. So why is the thing that I wanted to do gone down the list? Is it for a legitimate reason? I've got to take my wife to hospital? Okay, I think that wins. Um or is it because I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of giving a little glimpse into my psyche because I've been people pleasing? Have I, have I been doing things because it makes other people happy mm-hmm. instead of doing the thing that would make me happy? Because I sometimes do that. Or have I been avoiding this thing that I say I wanted to do because I'm uncomfortable about it for whatever reasons? And that helped me, I think, identify where, you know, for, for long periods, my, you know, the, 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 the long expected novel has been sitting around getting no attention whatsoever, despite me saying, oh yes, I want to write the novel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was that, you know, whole inner chat of, oh yeah, I want to write the novel. So why don't I write the novel? What's, the, <laughs> what's the problem here? What's going wrong? And that helped me get through that and understand that if I'm feeling, um, imposter syndrome or insecure about, about the novel, then I will do anything else to avoid having to actually sit down and write. And so that was really helpful. I think that's that analysis gets you to that point where, you know, on your own, in private, you you can actually work out what's going on and why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, the feedback is quite amazing. And particularly for me, because I've never done it in a non-destructive way even though i time track mm. you time track and you just see what you did sure. rather than what you wanted to do yeah so it's almost like setting that atten- intention and coming back to it and being able to review it and set up the next intention for the next next day and hopefully be a little bit better so it's it's a new format for me i've been using it for maybe a month or so yeah uh, probably even longer than that but really really enjoying it and finding that it is uh, liberating in terms of coming up with a plan, liberating in terms of looking at where the plan deviated and what really happened and, you know, uh, been learning something from it and been forgiving with myself
1: for those things. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it ties in very neatly with, with something that I've been thinking about, which is, you know, set up changes and, uh, routine changes and sometimes feeling guilty. I sometimes think, look, if I would only stop playing with my system, that I might have time to do the things that the system is tracking. But actually, that's not the case. My setup evolves and changes because I need it to. Um, because what I'm trying to do is exactly as you just said, is just assert control on my own intention and my own attention. You know, Where do I want to spend my time and where am I spending my time? And my show note on again. I was definitely in a dramatic mood. This was last Friday that I did the show. Um, This is a battle that none of us knew we would have to fight, which is (laughs) is trying to get intention and attention going the same way. And I think when I look back at lots of. Times in my life where I've those two things have been sort of diametrically opposed. <laughs> well, I want to get this done, but instead I'm fighting this fire or doing that or dealing with this staff issue or, or whatever. I'm just not getting the stuff done to move the project forward, you know, that moves the needle, as it were.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, good to have some process in there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I brought in this year, and I've talked about it a little bit before, was the Theme System Journal. Sure. This is my daily focus on happiness. You say you do a gratitude journal in the morning. Mm -hmm. I, at the end of the day, will do a reflection on happiness. And the three system journal is broke down into four sections on the page. And I, Mm -hmm. you can populate those however you want. The first one I've got is happiness. That's where I find something out of the day that I can look back on and say, I was happy. I brought happiness into my life somehow. That's great because it allows me to go to bed thinking about that very positive thing. I have the next section I use for challenges. What didn't go as well. Those things weigh on your mind, getting them out on paper really does help the third section, which is the biggest section of the page is think and those it's kind of like a brain dump. It's, it's not a review process because I'm not going through my analog card. I'm not going through, my work journal, but I'm just getting out any of those, I'm going to go David Alleny here All on you. Any of those open loops, I'm getting open those loops. down. Um, and that's, that's really helpful for just, you know, whatever's on my mind before I go to bed, I can just dump it down. And then my final section, which is just really one line is future. I kind of set the intention for something coming up in the future, whether that's the next day this week, but I want it to be, something positive that's going in there that I'm looking forward to in the future. And that has been working surprisingly well. The biggest challenge I have is, well, I get tired. Maybe I have to try something like Stu taking my notebooks upstairs. But, you know, at the end of the night when I'm letting the dog out, I'm feeding the rabbits and chinchillas and I'm, you know, getting ready for bed. The last thing that I sometimes want to do is come all the way downstairs into my little dungeon here and sit at my analog writing desk, because like Stu, I have one of each, I have a work desk and I have an analog desk and, and take out the pen. That's my biggest challenge with that. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out a way to bring that in as a routine, particularly sure. on those days when you're kind of tired. But um, yeah. that's my one challenge with that. But when I do do it, boy, is it is it so nice to kind of set those intentions, to reflect on happiness and to come away just clearing out all of those things that are on your mind.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I absolutely uh, agree with the challenge because there's, f- I think there's something very powerful about closing the office door. Um, you know, we're very privileged to have sort of a separate working space in our homes. And it's, I think, really important to close the office door because the amount of times I've, I've heard my wife say to me, are you still working? And <laughs> that can be me sitting on the couch with with a device or whatever and so yeah. i'm now very conscious i say okay look you know for me what tends to happen with nero's notes for example will be field notes does a release <laughs> and it lets the retailers know it will say guys you can order this now if you oh, it's nine o'clock on a thursday night mm-hmm. i can't kind of yeah. have to do it because i don't want to be jumped by the by the other retailers so those types of things I really try not to do now. So when I close the door on the office, I lock it. Ooh. And for that reason, I, I, I take my journal out because I think my journal's not work. But I do have to, I have had to explain <laughs> to, to Mrs. Isaac this isn't work, this is just me talking about, you know, d- d- writing to myself about feelings. And she looks at me <laughs> sort of strangely. People who don't journal f- find it, people who do journal, very strange. I've noticed this. Um, and she sort of just looks at me and goes, right, so you're, you're writing down, you're writing down about your happiness and your challenges, are you? Hmm. And I sort of, I <laughs> sort of smiling, yes. <laughs> okay, then. And I, I could always hear her thinking, what are you, 12? But, I, you know, it, it really does work for me. And that's why, Going back, the lockby Journal cover <laughs> means I take a, pe- a pen. Fits in the loop very nicely, and I just take it up. And then when I get that five minutes in the morning, because Margaret is getting ready for work, which is well, I mean, it's about as much preparation as, as D-Day. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot goes on, and there's you know, def- different things happen at different times. So I have lots of time where I can just stay out of the way, take five minutes to write my journal. Mm.
0: My staying out of the way is running down here and hiding.
1: <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that. I need to be available to make coffee when required. Mm.
0: No, my wife and I are on. She's not working right, obviously, with uh, with chemotherapy and all the rest of that. Sure. So a, a lot of my times are. Uh, I'm I'm hiding down here so I don't disturb her if she's resting, yeah. if she's sleeping on the couch, if she's in bed. You know, we're we're on slightly different schedules as far as getting up. So I quite often come down here, and I'm, again, extremely privileged. I have my coffee maker, I have a kitchen, I have my bathroom, Mm -hmm. everything down here. I've got a couch so I can actually sit down, bring the dog down, we'll sit, and we'll cuddle up and do some reading on the couch, or I've got my desk that I can work at, a couple of desks that I can work at. So I kind of keep out of the way down here, but you're right, that barrier is there, and Sometimes it's so easy to come in and, you know, just before you're, you're writing your journal, you know, before you go to bed, I'm just going to check my email. (laughs) Yes. Fatal. And, you know, there you go. Half an hour is gone and Mm. you're not entirely sure where.
1: So. And again, yeah, you're thinking about what somebody else wants you to be thinking about not what you want to be thinking about.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very odd. Uh, You know, some of the businesses that I'm involved in are not Monday to Friday you know, eight till four kind of businesses. There are people working at different hours and different days and on the weekend. So it's very easy to get caught up in that somebody else's needs rather than your own. Um, One of the things that I'm starting to do on that is I I found one of the biggest challenges I have coming back from lunch. I schedule my lunch, schedule a half hour to go upstairs, have some food. I, I talk to the wife. Coming back though, I had realized I'd fallen into a bad habit of checking email. Then Mm -hmm. what I'm starting to do is time block before I go for lunch, a time to check email, to check Slack, to check messages. And that way I can come back in the afternoon, knowing there's no big open loops. There's no panics that need to be dealt with. Um, This isn't going in and answering every email, it's checking it and making sure that Everything is, is going well, but coming back from, from lunch, you know, which again is ridiculous. It's 13 steps up the, <laughs> up the side of the house here. It's, it's not like it's a big trip into town or anything crazy like that, but that, that mental model, I come down, I could see what is in my plan for the day. And here's my next time block right after lunch. I can leave my email applications closed. And that is amazingly liberating in a way and focusing my first time block of the
1: afternoon. Sure.
0: I'm going to come straight down and I'm going to work on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do something very similar in that, um, for me, an hour early in the morning is worth maybe four hours later in the day. So, um, when I come down at seven, I don't look at any social or any email, um, until at the earliest 10 and Mm -hmm. that's also sort of eight in the uk where a lot of my work email is going to start coming from you know from eight o'clock onwards so that those three hours are literally golden for me in that there's well they're not literally golden at all but they are golden hours where i have no distractions i haven't allowed myself to get dragged off by one of the fruit machines nobody's email is on my mind and at At ten, maybe eleven, depends on how things are going. That's when I will log on to all that stuff, as you say, in a time block. I'll go through all my email. I'll go through all the channels. Right? Is there a fire anywhere? Is there something I need to deal with? Is there something I haven't done that somebody's waiting for? Right? No, everything seems cool. Then I'll go and walk the dogs. Then I'll do another sort of morning session. It'll take me up to lunchtime, and then all of that stuff that's come up in in emails. I'll look at that in a sort of considered way during the afternoon, which I consider to be lower value time. Hmm.
0: Uh, you're you're a little luckier than I am in the fact that you're ahead of Europe.
1: Yeah. I'm on the… I've got the time zones working for me. You've got them working against you.
0: Yeah, I've got them working against me. And a lot of the stuff that I deal with is also East Coast. So hmm. there are people two or three hours ahead of me, sure. Uh, trying to communicate with me. So I do do a review uh, by 7, 730 till eight o'clock time block involves a me scheduling my day, figuring everything out, uh, do, filling in my, my time block planning, looking and making sure that I have a, an executable plan for the day. But I do have a scan of email. I have a scan of Slack, which are the corporate messaging, that we use, and I try not to get involved in it, but you know, if a fire has been lit, sometimes you sure. you need to get in there, yeah, you have to and, and that's why yeah. unfortunately, sometimes those those hours aren't quite as golden for me as I'd love to make them,
1: oh uh, yeah, I mean like as, as I think we've said many times, these are all ideals, uh, sometimes your boss your boss <laughs> phones you and says, "Do this, sometimes something else comes up, you know uh get a leak in the ceiling who knows but um if you can if you can keep your best hours for your best work then that's the, the way to do it very cool
0: i think we're kind of on aligned in a lot of ways on that even though we do things in execution a little bit differently sure. it's amazing how that works isn't it that you kind of come up with the same ideas no matter how you implement them the systems are irrelevant yep. in some ways it is finding a system that works for you mm-hmm. but i think the themes and the ideals are still there you know eliminate the distraction obtain a plan of what you're going to do execute that plan and find some way to look back and review it yeah i think that's probably what we have in common would you agree
1: i would agree absolutely i think i think as as you know we've both been been talking about is really Uh, having an intention, that's always good (laughs) knowing what you want to do, uh, and trying to make sure that your attention is on the intention.
0: I like that attention and intention part. That's, that's clever. You might, you might almost be a writer or something there.
1: (laughs) It's one of those ones that I've stumbled on by accident. If you say enough words, as people have noted, I'm not frightened of saying words. Uh, if you say enough of them, occasionally a couple are going to come out in the right order. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just the law of averages. I see a blog post coming up on that. Great SEO potential. Oh, yes, absolutely. Hang on. Allow me to make a note.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Any takeaways from this, uh, Stu?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the restating in another way, what I've probably stated four or five times, gently, gradually reclaim control of your attention. Because when you do, it's liberating. And uh, I had a day Monday this week. That it I got to my desk just before seven, and before I knew it, I'd written five thousand words, it was eleven o'clock I'd had a, maybe a glass of water, I had no idea what was going on in the world I'd achieved that sort of bump I was in flow I, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, oh it's amazing mm.
0: You had the word intoxicating in the show notes, and I was just laughing at that, thinking, yeah, my bar is down here next to my kitchen. <laughs> so um, I, I could be intoxicating anytime I want, but that's not That's plan I had B. Mind.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? What's your takeaway, Justin? I,
0: I say, you know, and it's kind of, again, same thing as repeating what we already said find a system that works for you, evolve it if you need, but never feel constrained by the system. The system is something that works for you. And, you know, keep changing it, keep, keep finding something that resonates with you and it may resonate with you for a period of time. And then it may not anymore and change it, evolve it, implement something new, whatever you need to help. The The goal is never working the system. The goal is always focusing your attention on your intentions
1: to quote Stu. <laughs> ah, famous last. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Stu, where can people find you and this future blog post that you will be writing on the interwebs?
1: That will almost certainly be at StuartLennon.com. Although you never know, it may turn up at Neurosnotes.co.uk. I almost certainly won't be tweeting about it at Stu Lennon. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you on the interweb?
0: I've been strangely quiet on the interwebs at the moment. It's uh... Depressingly, I, you can find me though at com. that has links to everything. If you want to know more about me, my website, justintwyford.com. And you can sometimes find me lurking at JJ Twyford on Twitter. If you have any thoughts about the show, comments, corrections, whatever you want to send to us, we read them all stationaryjason at gmail.com. Please like, and review us on your podcast catcher of choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues that you think may get something from what we talk about. Our next topic is going to be, and I haven't talked to Stu about this one, the importance of hobbies. I was reading about balance in life, and I think this is something that we haven't talked about that I think could be a really interesting way to dive into what we do and getting balance.
1: Sounds fantastic. I look forward to it.
0: Until then, goodbye and stay productive.
1: Yes, us.